0: Hey, hey, teacher friend, welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. This is episode 12, and episode 12, we are going to really dig into the business basics to help you get started and to keep you alert on the possibilities of beginning your homeschooling business. Even if you're still in the dreaming stage, today's episode is going to allow you the space To gain more clarity, I'm going to give you actual steps that you will need to take, even if you are six months out or a year out. Or you could be like me and be about two months out and begin starting your homeschooling business. There are some really incredible ways to plan your business and making sure that it is set up for success, which is absolutely essential. You're going to want to have a notebook and pen and welcome to your business Course, right now. (laughs) Welcome to the opportunities that lay before you. I went through all of this myself and I want to take the burden off of your plate. I'm really, really excited to share this with you today because I believe that it will give you more clarity, more foundation to really start taking the steps necessary in building this incredible opportunity for yourself, for your family, and for other families before we get started, I just want to remind you to please make sure you join our Facebook group Teacher Let Your Light Shine group. Yes, the word group is in there because it is a private group where we can share ideas. You are safe to ask questions and receive the support that you need in an effort to help you in any way possible right now. Okay, let's get started because I'm feeling like a professor right now. Yes, I have my notes and I want to help you get this business going. Let's Until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. All right, teacher friend, if you could have seen me almost two years ago as I was trying to figure out how to start this business, you would have seen papers all over my office, a million different web browsers pulled up on my computer. I was completely overwhelmed, over my head, not knowing how to even get this business started. And guess what? It really wasn't even that hard, but because it was new, I did not know the steps to take and in what order to take them. So today I want to help you, even if you are just trying to plant the seed of how your homeschooling business will grow or when it will grow, I want to help you with some tangible steps That will get you started and moving in the right direction you can choose to form your business any way that you would like to because it's yours and it's totally customizable in the previous episodes i did speak about coming up with a vision your services your income two critical factors that you need in order to get started You can begin choosing your business structure any way you would like to, whether you decide to go into a partnership with another teacher, or if you want to become a limited liability company. That is what our school is, Lighthouse Learning, LLC. I'm going to begin right now giving you five essential steps in order to start your homeschooling business. Even if you're not completely ready, you at least will have these tools in your tool belt. All right? This is going to be really great pieces of information for you. Let's start off with number one. Number one is to educate yourself. And the best place that I feel you can educate yourself is a website called HSLDA.org. That stands for Homeschool Legal Defense Association. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association has a plethora of information to help teachers in the United States Find their homeschooling laws and to learn more and more about ways that you can serve families and students who are wanting to be homeschooled. It is really, really amazing. There is a map on hslda.org slash legal. There is a color-coded map for the United States. And it will show each state and whether or not there is a low regulation for homeschooling, a moderate regulation, or a high regulation. But in any state, when you click on that particular state, it will tell you the options that you have for homeschooling, the ages that are required for homeschooling, whether or not you need a notification to the schools, teacher qualifications, whether or not these children can receive tutoring or private tutoring from other families will depend on the parent's ultimate decision. Some states, even if they have a high regulation, say that these children can be tutored just by someone who is a competent instructor. There are assessments required in some states, but not in all states, and there are some immunization requirements that you may want to look into if that is something that's important to you. Whatever state you live in, I highly encourage you to go to hslda.org slash legal. It will give you so much confidence moving forward on how you can structure your business to serve families. And in addition, I loved going to HSLDA because it allowed me to also educate my parents. It made me feel very safe. It alerted me with the possibilities. I was able to see options and They are only a phone call away. Yes, I actually do have a membership for $11 a month because it is a legal defense association. If there is any type of homeschooling circumstance that should arise, I love knowing that I have legal coverage. Parents can also get this for their students. I highly encourage the parents who send their children to me to receive the private tutoring for homeschooling. I advise my parents to to sign up. Because I am a parent myself, I register as a member, you do not have to, but because I'm also a private tutor giving homeschool instruction, I just find that it's very, very important. So check it out, hslda.org, and I will link it below in the show notes. The second important piece of information that you need to determine is what structure you want to have your homeschooling business, whether or not you're going to go into a partnership or an LLC. You definitely need to research the options and determine, do you want to do this out of your home? What spaces do you have available? What income are you wanting to potentially have? Again, the previous episodes will help you come up with a vision and will allow you clarity in that area as well. I'm going to actually come back to step number two, which is an LLC or partnership, because I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. Number three is about your finances. We all know that if we're doing this, it's in order for us to be able to have the freedom of time and money. So with that being said, please make sure that you go back to previous episodes where I was really digging into services and income. Be very real with yourself. How much income are you wanting to make? Because once you determine your income, it really helps set the course for how you're going to build your services and how you're going to market and what students you're going to have, how often. I think it will alleviate so much uncertainty. If you say, this is the number that I'm working for, then you know how to start building backwards in a sense, knowing that you're trying to meet that income goal, because I'm here to tell you that it's absolutely possible. Absolutely possible, not only to replace your income, but to make more and to not be at a ceiling. Isn't that amazing? It feels so good when you are an entrepreneur and you know that you are not held to a ceiling and you're not capped up and you don't have to wait each year for a pay raise. You can determine that on your own. You'll need to determine some startup cost and even some ongoing cost. I do want you to know that there is low, low overhead The startup costs are so minimal. It really just depends on your space. For me, I do this out of my home, so the overhead is very, very low. And as a matter of fact, the reoccurring items that I kind of factor in are my gas for field trips, paper and ink, snacks, but I did tell parents that I would offer a snack to the students, so that's something that I chose. You do not have to do that. And their monthly tuition does cover field trips. That's kind of the perk that I gave my parents because that was very important to me that I gave these students this exposure, but I did factor that into curriculum costs and I also factored that in to the overall yearly tuition. Once I came up with the income that I knew that I needed to meet my income goal, I then built my tuition around some of the costs that I knew would be reoccurring in snacks and field trips. I also try to find donations The parents who send their children to my home, they donate so much. They really do, which is a beautiful thing because you get a lot of parent support. When these parents are sending their children to you and paying for your service, they really value their children's education and they want this experience to be really great for them. And they really do donate and really extend themselves to help. What I have found in my particular circumstance I also look for free field trips. And like I said, I do factor these costs into the yearly tuition. I wanted to talk about the finance part because I do see that this is really the fear behind why some people stay stuck. They feel as if their teacher income cannot be replaced. And I don't know if that's a mindset. I felt the same way. I don't know if that is this unseen oppression that teachers have about our income and well you're just a teacher so you don't make a lot of money and we just feel as if because we're teachers that we have a limited amount of resources to meet our income goals or what we foresee. Maybe we are conditioned to think that this is how much teachers make and this is what I'll always make. And that is an area in which I really have had to dig down deep and to really educate myself on and personally develop myself on my mindset around finances. I'd love to share more, but I just wanted to let you know that it is possible to not only replace your income and not only replace the amount of money that you spend with your health insurance or your benefits, your retirement. You can also make more. I do have an increased income with those categories in mind, and I have an assistant that I hire as well, and I still come up on top. Now, for number four, Let me recap. Number one, you're going to educate yourself with HSLDA and your homeschooling laws in the United States or whatever country you are in. Number two, you're going to determine if you're going to do this yourself or with a partner. Number three, you are going to take a little bit of a closer look into your finances and determine is the structure that you have in mind going to help you meet your income goals? And I understand. That number two and number three, the structure and the finances, they are going to wane and wax a little bit as you're trying to muddle through what's going to work best for you, your family, and the services that you're going to provide. Number four, should you choose an LLC? This is when you're going to put the pedal to the metal. If you already private tutor, if you teach privately, you are already setting yourself up for success. You just need to make sure that you title yourself as an LLC. It forms a legal entity. It takes maybe 30 minutes of time on the computer. Start yourself as an LLC so that you can also register for taxes. You're going to get an EIN number. This makes you official because you're going to need yourself as a business entity for you to move on to step number five. Step number five is to set up what I call your biz bundle, all right? So step number five is gonna have letter A, B, and C underneath it. Step number five is your biz bundle. Step A for your biz bundle is to open a business account and a business credit card if you wish to do so. You want to make sure that you have your own bank account for your business. And as you go to register your business, they are going to ask you for your EIN. They're going to want the name of your limited liability company. So that's why after you have went through your vision, you've researched, you've determined your finances, now you're ready to set up for an LLC. That's excellent. That's your first move so that you can get a bank account as an LLC. You do not want to mix up your finances. It becomes very, very confusing. But the great part is that you can start claiming allowances. They're your offsets. If you do this out of your home, you claim part of your home. You only pay tax on the profit. You get to claim your mileage, the use of your car, equipment, laptop, software, stationery expenses, any items that you buy for your school, paper towels, snacks, cleaning products, internet. If you're renting, you can claim so much. I do want to put this out there as a disclaimer that I am not a tax professional. This is out of my scope of work, but I will tell you, you will want to get in contact with someone at the end of the year or before you start so that you can understand what you can claim for your taxes that make it advantageous for you. You can claim travel, training, hotels, Part of your clothing for like, let's say a uniform that you wear to work each day, which by the way, is a lot of times yoga pants for me. I mean, I got to say that's a definite perk. I absolutely love being able to dress comfortably. And I will say that I have been a fancy Nancy working in schools before. I loved getting dressed up, loved my jewelry, but now I feel so much more comfortable teaching barefoot or in my socks and my yoga pants. Occasionally, I'll have on some blue jeans, but I definitely do not wear dress pants anymore, folks. No, no, no. But you can if you want to. Step A again, underneath your biz bundle, is to get your business account set up. Step B in your biz bundle is to make sure you have your business accounting, your tax filing, find a tax guy. Maybe there's someone in your family Maybe there's someone who will be able to give you some clear direction before you actually start filing taxes. It will be a really great advantage and it will just free you up in your mind so that you can see the possibilities of your finances increasing and taking some of the pressure off yourself as you make decisions throughout the school year on what can be claimed on your taxes and just different ways that you can be financially savvy. And step five, letter C, is to get business insurance. I definitely recommend that you have business insurance, like a LLC liability insurance. I pay around $400 or less. I'm not for sure on the exact pricing. I need to check that out. And I could probably find a cheaper plan that is on my list of things to do. But that's over the course of the year. And it's smart. If you are going to go rent anywhere to have your homeschool in a facility that you do not personally own, they're going to require most likely that you have limited liability insurance. In addition, I do know that churches have asked homeschooling businesses to provide proof of limited liability insurance. Since I do this out of my home, I definitely want to make sure that I am covered legally. Step six, you did all of the big business steps. So proud. That's awesome. And now you're ready. You are ready to go out and promote. You are ready to start creating contracts. You can get a Facebook account. You can get an Instagram account. I do not think that it's necessary for you to get a website. I do not have a website. Maybe in the future, I will get one. If you're not on Facebook, or Instagram, there are many ways that you can market. I'd love to share those with you. If you have specific questions on ways that I market other than Facebook or Instagram, which by the way, my Instagram is like fuddy dud. I barely have any pictures up at all. I'm mainly on Facebook. I post there a lot. I do not have a website yet, but maybe like I said, that will be something to do in the future. I have a really great gal who can set us up with a website when the time is ready. And if you're interested, I can definitely give her information to you. I also have some super creative ways that I have found to promote my homeschooling business. And unfortunately I've had to turn away students before because I knew that the vision I wanted for my first couple years, and it was to be out of my home. And I know that I can only have a limited amount of students here. So with that being said, There's so many creative ways that you can promote your business and get the word out. And last but not least, I would say before you do any of these or during or even after you set up your homeschooling business, you need a business mentor. You really need a business mentor and continue educating yourself. If I can be your business mentor, it would be my ultimate pleasure in doing so. I have so many wonderful ideas on ways that I can continue to support you. Of course, this is only episode 12 of Teacher Let Your Light Shine, but I am in the making of ways that I can support you, whether it's through a course, whether it's through our Facebook meetings, coaching, whatever you need, I really pray that I can be the person who helps you along the way. I really do. It is such a dream of mine as I continue on with my homeschooling business, that I can support teachers in this aspect as well. So stay tuned on ways that we can end up working together. Be sure to join the Facebook group, Teacher Let Your Light Shine group on Facebook so that we can connect and share ideas even more. Hopefully this podcast episode helped to answer some questions that were hanging out in your head and your mind. And if you have any other questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Send me a personal message. Ask anything in the Facebook group and I will be more than happy to answer your questions. You can even send me an email at teacherletyourlightshine at gmail.com. Until next time, keep writing down some ideas, folks. You gotta keep writing down your ideas. Keep researching, keep dreaming and don't forget that you are so capable. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teacher's Lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.